This podcast is a production of Faith Living Church. If you like what you hear, join us for church sometime at our Plantsville, Connecticut location, Saturdays, 6 p.m. or Sundays, 9 and 11 a.m. or online anytime at faithlivingchurch.com. This is fantastic. So I would like to uh, invite you all to join us online and please share it with a friend on uh, Easter, Resurrection uh, Weekend. And what we're going to be talking about on Easter weekend is, you know, accessing that resurrection power for our lives right now. Not when we die and go to heaven, but accessing that resurrection power now. So important that we do. Uh, let me tell you a story. I want to talk about yet will I rejoice. This is the weekend that we celebrate when Christ came into the city we know he was on a donkey. People were putting palm branches and jackets and coats down and all. They were just tremendous in their celebration of him. But let me tell you a little story about this little bird I have shared with you probably before. But his name is Chirpy. Chirpy was a beautiful songbird. He had the glorious sounds. He just lifted the hearts of uh, the lady who owned him, and she took wonderful care of him. And then uh, one day, while she was cleaning out Chirpy's bird pan, you know, getting up all the bird seed that had been spent and all the uh, bird droppings in the bottom of the cage there, and she had a little vacuum cleaner there, and she was just sucking up all that stuff, and her phone rang, and one of her friends had called her, and she was talking to her friend, telling her what she was doing, that she would have to leave and get back to her in a little bit. But meanwhile, there's some commotion went on. And she looked around, and Chirpy was nowhere to be found. She looked kind of around the house. She didn't see him flying nowhere. And there was a little commotion coming from the vacuum cleaner bag. And she immediately figured out what had happened. She had sucked him up in the vacuum cleaner. He's in the bag. She ripped it open, dumped it out in the middle of the floor. There was dust and hair and bird seed and dirt, bird poop and stuff everywhere. And Chirpy was just filthy. He was just filthy and kind of coughing and gagging. She grabbed him. She knocked off as much dust as she could. She took him over to the kitchen sink. She turned on the water, scrubbed him up really good. He looked like a little wet rat, you know. And all his feathers had just been compacted down, and she recognized he was going to get chilled. She went and got her blow dryer, and she turned it on, and she began to dry Chirpy's feathers. And before you know it, poof, all of his feathers puffed up, and he was just as cute, probably cuter than he'd ever been. The only problem was Chirpy didn't sing, didn't rejoice anymore, ever. And sometimes we feel like maybe we've been sucked up, dumped out, washed out, and blow-dried, and we lose our joy, and we lose our song. We can do that right now in this world in which we live. But Chirpy lost his song. You and I don't want to do that. Let me, let me read you something that was prophesied. In the Old Testament, Jer uh, Zechariah chapter 9 Verse 9, prophesied in the Old Testament, actually was completely fulfilled in the New Testament. It says, rejoice greatly. Rejoice greatly. 
That's not just a little rejoicing. It says, Rejoice greatly, O daughters of Zion. You got something to rejoice about. Shout and triumph. Shout, daughter of Jerusalem. See, your king comes to you righteous. Your king comes just and blameless and, and honorable. Your king comes to you righteous and having salvation. I'm talking about a full pardon here. Your king comes to you righteous and having salvation. And then he goes on to say gentle, gentle, gentle. And in most translations of the Bible, it uses the word humble there. But it says he comes gentle and riding on a donkey. Not an armored war horse. He comes gentle, and that's how he deals with sinful man. He deals with us gently because he loves us and he's crazy about us. And he said he was riding on a donkey, this, this uh, great one, this king. He was riding on a donkey on a colt, the foal of a donkey. And this is representing humility. It's important that we understand that this was prophesying about Jesus and he was coming to this earth in all humility. It refers also that he was meek. In uh, Philippians chapter 2, verse 7, it says, when he appeared in human form, talking about Jesus, the Savior of the world, when he appeared in human form, he humbled himself. Jesus humbled himself in obedience to God, and he died a criminal's death on a cross for you. Jesus died on a criminal's cross for you. We'll be celebrating next week as we gather together. We'll be celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead after he was crucified. But he was crucified for you. And it is a cause of great rejoicing. It genuinely is. If you'll remember on this Palm Sunday, men and women, the whole families were, you know, saying, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, throwing down palm branches, throwing down their, their coats and all. They were welcoming him in because what they thought he was going to do within a week, many of those same people were crying out again. But they were crying something else. They were saying, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. And it seemed that that was not a good reason to rejoice anymore. But if you think that, you just don't know the story quite right. In light of our present world conditions, what can you and I do? Things seem to be really bad in our whole world right now. But let me read you a passage that is very powerful and very relevant to you and me today. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. This is one of the biggest words in the Bible. If. I-F. If. If is conditional and it changes things or it don't change things. He says in 2 Chronicles 7, 14, if my people, this is God speaking, if my people who are called by my name, they're known by my name, and, and in this generation, I'm known as a Christian. I'm known by the, the name of Christ, the Son of God. 
And he says that my people who are called by my name will humble, will meek themselves, will humble themselves. It's talking about surrendering and becoming a God-controlled man, a God-controlled woman. That's what the word meek means, being brought under God's control. Oh, as powerful as we may be, we're brought completely under God's control. He said that my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. The word seek here means to crave and, and require as a, a necessity. I need you, God. That's what he's talking about here. If, if, if my people called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. Crave me. Seek my face. He's talking about seek my presence. Crave my presence. And turn. This word here is, is an about face. It means to repent, change your direction. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, my presence, and turn from their wicked, their, their sinful, their wrong ways, then I, this is God talking to you and me here on this day, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins. That's the reason Jesus came in the first place, to forgive our sins. And here's an extra. Then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and heal their land. If God's people, which are called by his name, so what he's talking to us about here. We'll humble ourselves and pray and we'll seek his face and we'll turn from our wicked ways. Then God will hear from heaven. He'll forgive our sins and he'll heal our land. And our land needs to be healed right now. Genuinely needs to be healed. This is what you and I can do. Humble ourselves, surrender to God. Turn from anything that's wrong. Turn from anything that's wicked and, and just humble ourselves and meek ourselves, become a God-controlled man, a God-controlled woman. God says, I'm going to forgive you, and I'm going to heal your land. I'm going to save your land from disaster, another translation says. And that's what we need in our world today. We need God to heal his land, and you and I can apply this to our own lives and God says he's listening, and he'll hear from heaven, and he'll heal our land. In the book of John, chapter 12, verse 17, this is a, the earlier days before the crucifixion in Jesus' life. It says those in the crowd who had seen Jesus call Lazarus back to life. Remember Lazarus died? Jesus called him back to life, and they were telling others all about it. If you had seen Jesus raise somebody from the dead, wouldn't you tell somebody about it? Verse 18 says, and that was the main reason so many went out to meet him, Jesus, because they had heard about this mighty miracle. Have you ever seen and experienced a miracle in your life? What are people hearing you and me say? Anyhow, remember how we started there in uh, Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9? It started off with those two words, rejoice greatly. And see this rejoicing thing, here is where you and I get to choose if we want to operate in the supernatural or if we want to operate in the natural. I want to operate in the supernatural. 
When we're in the natural, we have a tendency, when something bad goes on, we have a tendency to moan and to groan and to complain. That is natural. But I'm going to tell you something. That's only going to pull us down further and further and further. But when you have a difficult time, if you choose to rejoice, you will access, you will experience the supernatural, and it's a game changer. It changes things in your life and in the life of your loved ones. You remember in the, the New Testament, Paul and Silas were followers of Christ. After he had been crucified, after he rose from the dead, they were preaching, telling everybody about Jesus and the miracles that he would do. And all that. And some of the people who didn't like him, they caught him and they put him into prison. And they were told to put him in the deepest dungeon and don't you dare let him escape because he's really important. And Paul and Silas were put down in that deep dungeon. No windows. It was dark. It was full of human waste. There was rats running everywhere. You only could see it when the guard came down with his torch. But Paul and Silas were set on the floor, just sat on the filthy floor. Their legs were lifted up about yay high. There were some stocks, and they would put their legs in there, and they would put another board over it, and they would chain it together. And, and they had to hold their bodies up like this. And they sat there terribly uncomfortable after they had been beaten and their backs were bleeding just for telling people about Jesus. And they sat in there and whatever they did, I don't know, all day long. But when it came time, nighttime, when people should have been sleeping, trying to forget their misery, Paul and Silas began to sing, the Bible says. They chose to operate in the supernatural they begin to rejoice and they begin to sing. And as they begin to sing, the Bible says all the other prisoners heard them. So they was letting it rip. And then there was an earthquake that took place. And I'm pretty sure I know why that earthquake took place. Because God heard his children down there singing when they should have been complaining. And God heard them singing and rejoicing. And God got to tapping his foot along with their singing. And before you know it, God got kind of carried away and the earth began to quake. But there was no destruction in it. The Bible says that all the chains broke off of every prisoner. Every door that had been locked, it popped open. And the jailer came in there and he thought everybody had fled. But I am telling you, Paul and Silas chose to operate in the supernatural. Oh, you can complain no matter what, whether you have this, you know, coronavirus or whether it just rains. People always want to complain about something or we can choose in the midst of it to rejoice. They were not rejoicing that they were in prison. They were rejoicing and they were praising the almighty God who they had relationship with. There's an old song. It goes like this. It goes... <clears throat> I will praise the Lord. I will praise the Lord. No matter what tomorrow brings or what it has in store, I will praise the Lord. That's when you choose to operate in the supernatural. And our world needs a touch of the supernatural right now. And let us choose to operate in the supernatural as we're approaching Resurrection Weekend. 
as we are remembering why Christ came and the promises that were given. It says in the book of Psalms, chapter 34, verse 1, it says, I will praise the Lord at all times. What percentage is all? 100%. I will praise the Lord 100% of the time. If it's raining or if it's not, even in the most terrible situations, what about when the coronavirus invades our world? We can still praise Almighty God, not thanking Him for the virus, but thanking Him for who He is and what He's done for us and how He's going to help us. In the midst of times when our promised Messiah, our promised Savior was murdered, we can praise Almighty God in the midst of those difficult times. When you have a flat tire or you bounce a check or you burn your dinner, you can choose to operate in the supernatural or you can operate in the natural and just go down deeper and deeper and deeper by moaning and groaning and complaining. That doesn't help anything. Listen to what it says here in Psalms 34, verse 1. I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly speak his praises. What percentage is constantly? 100%. I will constantly speak his praises. So said the psalmist. Listen to what it says over here in Isaiah. And we're going to come right back here to Psalms in a few moments. In Isaiah chapter 12, verse 2. It says, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. No matter what's going on, God is my salvation, and I will trust and not be afraid. For Yah, the Lord, is my strength and song. He also has become my salvation. Therefore, with, what's that word? Joy. Therefore, with joy will you draw water from the wells of salvation. And in that day, you will say, praise the Lord. He says, therefore, with joy. If you've got a well back in those olden days, they didn't have the plumbing that we have. You had to have a rope, but you needed a bucket. And he says, therefore, with joy shall you draw water. I am telling you that the bucket that pulls the water out of the, the well of salvation, that living water that changes things in our life, you have to have joy. He didn't say, therefore, with groaning and complaining will you draw water. You'll never get a drop that way. But he says, therefore, with joy. That's my bucket to draw water out of the, the well of salvation. And he goes on to say, and when you're drawing that water out with your bucket of joy, in that day shall you say, praise the Lord no matter what's going on around about you. Praise the Lord, verse 4 says, And in that day shall you say, Praise the Lord, call upon his name, declare his deeds among the people, make mention that his name is exalted. And that's what the word praise means, to declare God's deeds among the people. You're praising him to other people. You're, you're bragging on Almighty God. And he goes on to say here, in verse 5, it says, Sing to the Lord, for he has done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry out and shout, O inhabitant of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel in your midst. 
Now let me go back over here to Psalms 34, verse 1. It says, I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly speak his praises. Verse 2, I will boast only in the Lord. Let all who are discouraged. And that word discouraged means depressed, downcast, disheartened. That's what it's talking about, dejected. And he says, I boast only in the Lord. And let all who are discouraged take heart. Take courage. If you're discouraged, take courage. Come, let us. Let us tell of the Lord's greatness. If you're discouraged, start talking about the greatness of Almighty God. Oh, Lord my God, when I'm in awesome wonder, consider all the world's I hands has made. I see the stars, I hear the rolling thunder, thy power throughout the universe displayed. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee, how great thou art, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee, how great thou art, how great thou art. It says in verse 3, come, let us tell of the Lord's greatness. You know, the next verse in there, it says, and when I think of God, his son not sparing, sent him to die, I scarce can take it in. That on a cross, my burden gladly bearing, he bled and died to take away my sins. That was fantastic. How great thou art when Christ shall come with shouts of acclamation and lead me home. What joy shall fill my heart. And then I will bow in humble adoration and there proclaim, my God, how great thou art. And we need to be speaking up on the greatness of Almighty God because he is awesome. He is fantastic. He is wonderful. Let me pick back up here in verse 3. Come, let us tell of the Lord's greatness. Let us exalt, which means to applaud, to pay tribute to, to sing praises to. Let us exalt his name together. Verse 4 says, I prayed to the Lord, and he answered me, freeing me from all my fears. When we humble ourselves and we pray and we pray and we worship God, he says, he answers us, freeing us from all our fears. Verse 5, he goes on to say, those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. You're looking to God for help? Even in these times, he says... If you're looking to him for help, you'll be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. I cried out to the Lord in my suffering, and he heard me. He set me free from all my fears. I'm going to tell you something. Fear is contagious. But I'm going to tell you something that's even greater than that. Faith is also contagious. When you begin to trust Almighty God and you tell people about your God and what God has done, it's contagious. If people need that contagion of faith and hope and peace right now. He goes on to say in verse 7, the angel of the Lord guards all. Now what percentage is all? 100%. 100%. 
For the angel of the Lord guards all who fear him. That's talking about an awesome, worshipful reverence and a respect of Almighty God. Not being scared of him, but it says the angel of the Lord guards all, guards all who fear him and he rescues them. That's what he says. Now, let me see if I got something in my bag here. Oh, man. What an opportunity. Anytime I get a chance to eat during a, a sermon, that's fantastic. Oh, wow. Man, this is looking good here. <sighs> Woohoo! Freshly opened bag of cookies. It says they're coconut something or other. Oh. Oh. Mm. You're dismissed. Mm. Good season, guy. Oh. The Bible says in verse 8, just a minute. Oh. What was it again? Gluten-free, because I'm a gluten-free kind of guy. It says here, coconut crisp cookies. That is fantastic. Ah. <clears throat> ah. That is so coconutty and crispy. He says here in verse 8, and this is in uh, Psalms 34, verse 8. It says, taste and see. Woo-hoo-hoo. I did. But I'm going to tell you something. I tasted and saw something even better than that coconut crisp cookie. It says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those, talking about us who trust in him. The joy of those who trust in him. Put your trust, taste and see, try him out. Put God to the test. Put your trust in almighty God. I'm going to tell you, he is good. He is wonderful beyond anything that you can possibly imagine. I'm going to challenge you not to be like Chirpy. Chirpy went through difficult times and he lost his song. He couldn't praise. He couldn't sing anymore. He had no joy. Don't be like Chirpy. Choose. Chirpy was operating in the natural. You and I have the choice to operate in the supernatural where we can rejoice gladly. We can praise God in the midst of any storm. That's what he tells us. Listen to what it says here in uh, Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 17. This is in the Amplified Bible. It says, Though the fig tree, it does not blossom. There's something wrong. Something's going on. Fig trees aren't blossoming. And there's no fruit on the vines. There ain't no grapes anywhere. Though the product of the olive fails, that's, that's olives and that's olive oil. The product of the olive fails. It says, though the product of the olive fails and the fields yield no food, there's nothing growing. It was planted, but it's not growing. And though the flocks are cut off from the whole, the fold there, they're probably getting eaten by the lions and tigers and bears, oh my. And there are no cattle in the stalls. All that can possibly go wrong has gone wrong. They call that Murphy's Law. 
what can possibly go wrong has gone wrong. And he says, though, what can go wrong has all gone wrong. And then verse 18. But Habakkuk says, yet I will rejoice. Yet I will rejoice. Yet I will operate in the supernatural. I'm not going to moan and groan and bellyache and complain. I'm going to operate in the supernatural. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will exalt. I will glory. I will triumph. I will rejoice. It's what he's telling us in the Lord, in the victorious God of my salvation. I'm going to rejoice in him. And the Lord God is my strength. My personal bravery, my courage, and my, he is my invincible army. He's the whole army. He makes my feet like hinds feet. Hinds are, are, are different kinds of deer, like those mountain goats. They can scale these massive cliffs and get up into the high places where it's safe. And lions and bears can't even get near them, can't reach them. And he says right here, he, almighty God, when we choose to operate in the supernatural and rejoice, yet will I rejoice, he makes my feet like hinds feet, and he will make me to walk, not to stand still in terror. A lot of times we see ourselves right now, we're, we're, we're kind of in a lockdown, and we're standing still in terror and he says, he will make my feet like hinds feet and will not make me to walk. And he will make me to walk. He will make me to walk, not stand still in terror, but to walk and make spiritual progress upon my high places. The high places of trouble, of suffering, and responsibility. You and I have a choice during those difficult high places we can rejoice we can operate in the supernatural susan had a great idea this week as we were talking about some things and she recommended that we begin to go easter carolyn and she told me that maybe we should invite everybody to do some easter carolyn and you might do some drive-by easter carolyn but if you're not supposed to go out then you can do this stuff what they call that facetime easter carolyn or you can make a video and of your family singing some Easter carols and send it to a bunch of somebodies to get them to singing and thinking and rejoicing in such a time as this. In such a time as this is, we don't have to keep in fear. We can rejoice because we begin to operate in the supernatural and God comes to our aid and he comes to our defense when we choose to rejoice. That's what he tells us. Now, I'm just about done here. Let me read you something out of 2 Chronicles chapter 20, and this is very powerful. 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 21, it says, After <clears throat> consulting the people, that there were thousands and tens of thousands of enemies who was coming against the king and his people. And after consulting the people, the king appointed singers, Warriors were coming to destroy them. The king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army. Get out there in front of our, our warriors. <laughs> to walk ahead of the army singing to the Lord and praising him for his holy splendor. This is what they sang. Give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures forever. And off the warriors with their swords and all their weaponry are following the band. The worship team who's out in the front. 
It don't sound like sense. That don't sound right. That's, it don't. But it was supernatural. God had given them instructions. He said, here, put these singers out in the front of the army singing to the Lord and praising him for his holy splendor. And this is what they sang. Give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures forever. And at the very, what's that word say? Moment. At the very moment they began to sing, they turned on the supernatural. At the very moment they began to sing and give praise, the Lord calls the armies of Ammon and Moab, this is the bad guys, and Mount Seir to start fighting among themselves. This is the bad guys who's coming to destroy them. But the moment they begin to sing, oh, the bad guys start, hey, I don't like your mustache. I don't like your boots. They started insulting each other, started killing each other. Bad guys killing bad guys. Verse 23 says, The armies of Moab and Ammon turned against their allies from Mount Seir, and they killed every one of them. And after they had destroyed the army of Seir, they began to attack each other. That's absolutely amazing. Astounding. At the moment, they began to sing. You and I can sing, and we can rejoice, and we can praise Almighty God, and we can access... We can access the supernatural. That's what we see. Paul and Silas in prison. That's what we see here with Jehoshaphat and, and, and his worship team. We see it over and over and over and over and over in the Bible. One more verse. Psalms 5 verse 11. It says, but let all. Now what percentage is all? 100%. But let all who take refuge in you. Let all who take refuge in you, O Lord, let them sing joyful praise forever. Spread your protection over them, that all who love your name may be filled with joy. For you bless the godly, O Lord, and you surround them with your shield of love. And I'm telling you, God loves you and he's crazy about you. And the thing I want to really challenge you, if, if you're not in a relationship with him, let's get in a relationship with him this day. He's given us opportunity. He will take us to heaven one day. I don't think he's ready to take us all there right now, but he will take us there when we accept Christ as our Savior and we let him wash our sins away. It changes things. We are in a relationship with him like we've never been before and his promises are accessible like never before and we can choose to operate in the supernatural like we never have before by praising and rejoicing instead of complaining and belly aching. And I want to ask you right now, if, if you know Christ, would you reaffirm your faith with me? If you don't know him, please join me and invite Christ into your life and share him with your loved ones and your family. And if you're all there sitting and watching together, this is a good time to do the family plan. And we pray together and we invite Christ into relationship with us. And he'll take away the fear and he'll protect us and he'll rescue us and he'll provide for us. Would you join me? And would you welcome Jesus Christ into your life right now? I will lead you in a prayer. Let's pray together. Would you pray this after me, dear Heavenly Father? I believe that you love me. And I believe Jesus gave his life for me. 
And it was a good thing. And then Jesus rose from the dead. And he's knocking at the door of my heart. And I open that door. And I welcome Jesus into my life. As my Savior. As my Lord. And as my King. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And amen. I'm going to tell you, sounds too good to be true. But that's all it takes is to believe in your heart and to confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Bible says you're safe. Your sins are washed away. So it sounds too simple. Jesus did all the work. All you and I got to do is just receive the work that he's done for us. Listen, I want to ask you to share this message with your family, your friends. Share it. Push a button, a link, however you want to do it. Share this message for so many other people that would be so thankful if they could welcome Jesus into their life and that they could begin to operate in the supernatural as well. I'm going to pray for you. Lord, bless these men and women. Bless these boys and girls. Reveal yourself to them more and more each day. Open your word to them. As they read their Bible or they find a Bible online, speak to their hearts, almighty God, and give them the assurance of your love and your provision. And Lord, almighty God, Papa God, help us to access the supernatural power that you have given unto us. Bless each man, each woman, each boy and each girl and keep them safe, I ask. In Jesus' name, amen.